Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I am Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 Through the Fan in Dallas, your radio flagship home of the Cowboys. Joined as always by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broadus. He is now the co host of the G Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105 Through the Fan. He is also the pre and post game co host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. And we found out during the uh, pre show he's, he's not a fan of my bits today. He's not a fan of me suggesting we're going to do a two-hour show and eat into his uh, regular show. How are you doing, Brian? I'm doing great, Bobby. And yes, uh, you've painted me as an awful person. You know I would do anything for the Love of the Star podcast. No, I'm serious. I, I do. And Bobby, I hope you're doing well. You would do a uh, six-hour show as long as it just didn't – like you have to do a show. You have to be on the well, radio. If you, if you told me I didn't have to be on the radio from uh, 2 to 6.30 today – I would absolutely do a podcast. I, I love, I'm serious, and I love Love of the Star podcast. I really, really do. I think it's, um, it's. there's a lot of different platforms I get to be on, and I'm blessed on every one of them. 105.3 The Fan is a full-time paying job, and love that. I love working with DallasCowboys.com. You and I do that with the draft show and uh, the Cowboys break and stuff like that. But the love of the star was something I, I I'd be honest with you, Bobby. I never I never dreamed it was going to be like this. It, it's a fun show to do. Uh, the response that we get from the, the the fans out there, the the men and women that you know take the time to listen. We we can't thank you guys enough. We really do. There's a, a little competition within our uh, you know to pull back the curtain a little bit. There's a little competition within our, our organization here at Odyssey and. You know we're one of the top podcasts in the in the league, and and that that's all because of you guys. Seriously, I'm not just blowing smoke up your rear here. I'm I'm thanking you guys for really taking Bobby and I and and embracing what we're trying to do. And there, you know, there's a reason why other podcasts and stuff take time off. I'm not interested in taking time off because I think there's I think there's still stuff that you could talk about even in the off season leading up to to camp and. Heck, I, I'm willing to do that, and I know you're willing to do that as well. Well, since you uh, suggest that, you said you're not interested in time off, and you would do multiple hours. Maybe I'll make you. I do would. Hour, maybe I'll make you do a four-hour show on July fourth. And How maybe about that? July fourth. Okay, yeah, I'm on. You and I, July fourth. Will you'll like, do it? Let's do it. Let's do it from eight to noon central. How about that on July? 4th. Okay. Okay. Eight to All four. Right. Eight, I'm going to hold you to eight it. Eight to noon. Eight to noon on July fourth. You going to hold me to that one? 
I, I am. We'll talk. We'll talk to the fan management. See if we can do it on the fan airwaves because we're supposed to be holiday. I love, I love working on holidays. You know me. So, I all love right. Working all right. Well, then, then we shall see. Brian, we've got our, our our dead period here. This is our lull. This is the no. It's not a lull. There's stuff to talk about, Bobby. There, don't tell there, people there, that. There is. There is. But this is the in terms of active news. This is going right. to be the sleepiest time of the year for NFL well, teams. Well, the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills had some news today. Their star wide receiver didn't show up. You know, Diggs didn't show up for the mandatory workouts. And does any concern that there might be some brotherly guy not showing up for some stuff? He showed up for the he showed up for the mandatories, but I wonder if there's some contract stuff going on here with uh, Big Brother there in uh, in Buffalo. You know. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it looks to be. Even though he signed a, a fresh deal, maybe it's just he wants out in general. Maybe he'd like to come to Dallas. Who knows? You, you never know. He did. He did grow up a Cowboys fan. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody. I think it was. I think it was on. Uh, I was driving in. I was listening to the Kevin Heglin go. Uh, that uh, he goes. Uh, well, maybe this is that you get both digs here, and you get one to give a contract reduction, and you get the corner done. And I'm like. It doesn't seem like neither one of those brothers are interested in anybody messing with that money. You know, you don't don't expect don't expect any. I think that's going to be the hardest one to do, Bobby. Probably. I think that's going to be the hardest contract for the for Adam Pacifica, Todd Williams, Stephen Jones. I, I just think that is going to be a tough one for them to do because the player rightfully has a. A, uh, you know, a, 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 you know, a, I'm not going to say a concern. The player has a right to say, hey, listen, I'm one of the most productive corners in the league. You know, you look at the numbers. You want to base it on turnovers and PBUs and stuff like that. I mean, he's one of the one of the you know best corners in the league. And, you know, we'll see. I mean, there's there's some flaws to his game. Everybody knows his flaws. We've seen his flaws. But, you know, he's going to – in and rightfully so, feel like that he is one of the best cornerbacks in the league and deserves to be paid like that. I think this is going to be a very, very, very tough negotiation. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna sugarcoat that one at all. No, I, I think you're right. I think that that's going to be the most difficult one because it's also the one where the opinions about him vary so much. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, th- I think everybody's in agreement on Lamb and what kind of a player Lamb is, and right. and you know I think that they they understand what they have to do with Dak Prescott's contract just to right. free up money. Not that that'll be an easy one, but I think Diggs is the one that's going like, to be hard too. Yeah, that's going to be Bobby. Real quick on that, I know I just interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. But but do you think that with France you're going to get again another short deal? to try and get back to the market as quickly as I mean this seems like to me that that's Todd Francis way of operating that like okay I'll deal with you but I'm going to deal with you on short contracts is that I mean we're not going to see a Mahomes 10 year kind of a no. thing or no 6 year we're not going to see any of that are we this No 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 I I don't think you will but I mean the good news here is that if you do a if you get another four year extension, this is the benefit this time. There's two years left on the deal, so you could actually have a six year deal. You could get a six year out of it, yeah. This would be great. Yeah. If they could get a four year extension on and they could get the flexibility of a six year deal, I think they'd be all over that. Um I, I don't think I wouldn't guess that he's just gonna ask for a two year extension. I would guess they're gonna lock him in a little bit. Um because three? That's you think that you think it's a three? Maybe I, I still think. I, hey, we're just we're just we're just playing like yeah, everybody we're just, we're else. About it. I mean, yeah. I, I haven't talked to anybody over there. I just know that the history of the agent is he's he would like to get his guys back to the table, and he's gotten. Remember, we just went through this whole thing with Dak, didn't we? 
Didn't we go yeah. through two or three years of every time we did a show, we were talking about, well, what about this and what about that? And it seems like, gosh, we're right back to where we were, you know, two, three years ago with this contract. Right. Because, because they dragged their feet getting it done and let them hit the yeah. open market, they yeah. didn't get the extension year benefit. Well, they will argue with you, Robert. They will mm-hmm. argue with you on this. They will say, listen, they didn't drag their feet. The agent made it difficult for them to deal with. Now, that, again, I, I'm... I just feel like because I've 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 thrown out there the drag your, your feet bit, and they're like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. The agent wasn't going to sign that deal. Agent wasn't going to, and the agent. Let's be honest. The agent was in the middle of transferring his uh, from the uh, from where he was going, you know, where he was working to where he currently is working now. Yeah, from you CAA look at all, the, look at all the players. Yeah, you look at all the players that he got franchise tags for. Nobody was interested. He wasn't interested in moving those contracts. No, none of them. I I believe it was Bud Dupree, Justin Simmons, and Dak. Yeah, Yeah. all of them. All of them franchise tag. I had heard chatter too that I don't know if it ever happened. It was strictly a rumor, but I had heard chatter that the PA might have been looking into that to say, "Mm, okay, what what, what's going on here? Is everything on the up and up? Uh, But that was a couple years ago. But I will say this: they dragged their feet in the sense that I know the first. Uh, lobbied figure to the Dak Prescott camp was twenty five million a year, and that right. was, that's not a good faith negotiation. That wasn't ever going to be the price, and that's yeah. where they kind of dragged. No, and I, and I, again, there's time. two sides to this thing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I trust me. There are people that are listening to this podcast that I absolutely love it. That 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 said the same exact thing. Hey, why did they drag? They had a chance. They had a chance. They had a chance to do this. They had a chance mm-hmm. to do that. But then they they come up to you because they're listening to this podcast and they're going, whoa, whoa, wait a minute now. That guy was never going to sign that deal. You know, we we made yeah. offers in good faith and they never were going to come to the table with that. So it it definitely was a two way street. You could you could clearly the agent played the game, the Cowboys played the game, but you know they're going to have to go back to the table because you're right, the cap number that they're currently at is just not that's not feasible. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, maybe we get uh, maybe we get some contracts done sometime in this six week lull. That'd be nice. Uh, you know, the Cowboys. Yeah, I think you're going to get one before camp. I bet you get that'd one be done great. before camp. That'd be I great. And I, yeah. I would, if I was going to say one of them would get done first, I guess it'd be Dak or Lamb. Yeah, that's what that's Dak what I'm mainly, saying. Dak mainly just because of the urgency of we probably need to free up some money, Lamb, because I think that's the one that's going to be the easiest to do in terms of the parameters are all there. The agent for CeeDee Lamb has repped A.J. Brown, who's one of the most recent receivers to get paid, Debo Samuel. So you can work off parameters that say, okay, this is what you've negotiated. This is sort of the market. Let's do this. Uh, so I think there is a, a a bit of an easier benefit there for that. Um, but I think it's – go ahead. What, what, man, I'm doing a great job of just totally interrupting you today. <laughs> good. My apologies. Uh, I'm just excited to talk about things. The, the thing about – okay, uh, 20 – Six to twenty-eight million dollar lamb, or twenty-one to twenty-three million dollar digs. Which one are you feeling better about? 
26 to 28 uh, Lamb, because Lamb's got two years left on his deal. You can massage that number over the life of the deal better. Um, but you feel you feel better. But do you feel better about paying Diggs? Or no, excuse me. You you feel better about paying Lamb? I mean, 26 to 28 million, or paying the the corner 20 to 22, say. I feel, like I feel, I feel good. I think about I got that corner goal. number right. Yeah, right? no, no, yeah, no you are right. I, I think he's got. I think Diggs is going to ask for around twenty-two. Yeah, uh, that's what I think too. Yeah, and I, yeah. I think I think Diggs ends up around twenty. Um, and so I think the question ultimately, I think it's Diggs at twenty. I think it's Lamb at about twenty-seven and a half. Probably. Let's, let's do some terrible, terrible uh, podcasting here. Okay. <laughs> okay. You could only keep. Two of the three. Mm-hmm. Diggs. You can only keep Diggs. You could keep Lamb. What's the other one I want to think about? Who's the third? Jack or oh, Steel. Parsons. Well, Parsons. Parsons. Oh, Parsons. Parsons. Coming Parsons coming um, uh, probably. You're keeping Parsons, right? That's Parsons and Lamb. Parsons yeah. and Lamb. Um, I think they can get it done to keep all of them. I don't, I don't think. Oh no, gonna... no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, yeah, no, no, I totally get it. I'm just having fun. I'm having fun um, doing. I would say I, Diggs is probably the most expendable, partially because of if you bland. I, what's that? Bland. I mean, you got bland. Well, you've got I mean... bland. You you've got Gilmore. I think the pass rush that you get from Parsons can help cover over some of the deficiencies from your secondary times, but also. I mean, they've shown a, a better ability to draft edge rushers than they have corners. Um, you know, they've they've hit on Lawrence, Gregory, Armstrong, Parsons. Like they've hit on these guys. Yeah. And then at corner, they've had some significant busts lately. Kelvin Joseph, Nashawn um, Wright is not looking great right now. Yeah. Um, and so it, it, you know, maybe maybe edge is more of what they want to do. I still have some optimism that Nashawn Wright can turn into something. I thought he was just very raw coming out and he was going to need some time. I am hoping we see in training camp, some more growth. Um, but you've got bland, you've got Gilmore. Um, lamb is the position where you can most easily probably find talent receiver. You can, there are receivers all over the place. It's just once you've got one of the very best, I don't want to give up what he and Dak have done together. Yeah, and hold so, my, hold my beer. Jalen Tolbert. Man, Jalen, look. You Jaylen. know what? And and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stomp on that kid. But I mean, he hey, he's doing all the right things. I think the fact that last year this time he had missed majority of the OTAs in the minicamp, and they felt like that he was going to pick things up, and they threw him in the deep end of the pool, and he couldn't swim. He couldn't swim. Yeah. I think he's better equipped with the knowledge of what he has to do in order to succeed. And they are putting they are putting their eggs in that basket right now. Didn't really address the wide receiver position, you know, with the exception of a seventh round pick. So to me, you know, I I kind of feel and, and the trade for Cooks, pick, right? the trade for Cook, yeah. Jalen Brooks was the pick, but they also traded for Cooks. Obviously, that's right. They did trade. Yeah, no, you're right about that. They did trade for Cooks. So I, I think they're given. I think they're given this kid every every opportunity. Not to be challenged, and to see if he, if in fact, that he's as good as everybody thought he was. Which I still, I still, I'm, I'm going to dance with the kid. I'm still Man, dancing he, with the kid. I, I saw the tape. I saw so many things to like. I on did the too. I did last too. year. Yeah, and and I thought, I thought the very early part of practice last year, training camp, he looked 
good in terms of just the ability. He looked like he could get God, open. He looked scared at the end, man. He just he looked did. so it, scared trying to run routes, catch balls. He just – it was like – I don't know if it was confidence, lack of, scared – uh, just beaten down mentally. There was a lot going on in that young man's body playing football last year. Yeah, a lot going on in his head. Uh, he yeah. was – and look, I mean, like, you draw the analogy if he was thrown in the deep end and he couldn't swim. So, I yeah. mean, it, I think it yeah, gets – he was taking on water for sure. I, I Well, the other thing is I think it does get in your head at that point where when they then bring you back and try to teach you to swim, you have a fear of the three-foot water. And yeah. so I think it, it really – probably set him back a little bit. It rattled him. Um, and I'm sure it was only natural to start thinking like, it was this too big a jump? Like South Alabama to the NFL, was I not ready for this? I'm, I'm sure those things went through his God, head. That tape was so natural. good. It God, was. I mean, he was going and getting balls, running routes. You know, he and talking smack. Played, played with Talk a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Man. And there was no confidence last year. Mm. None Zero. Whatsoever. Zero. I, I, I mean, I, I had a better chance of going out there and running a curl and catching the ball. You know, I mean, he, I mean, you run he great curl routes, every though. ball. God, he just—it yeah. was not natural at all. Not natural. Well, not not just that, but you also look at the fact that you remember Green Bay. He yeah. didn't line up right. That didn't line up right. That's oh, how he, much he this heard guy it for me. He heard it from me at the studio. I was screaming at the TV at that. That point. that that's how much I think Jalen Tolbert got in his head last year after things went south. Is he forgot to do. My my son, when he played middle school football, the, the very first football that he ever played, he knew as a receiver to look over and give the thumbs up to the referee. Yeah, like exactly. The very beginning. We're talking about Jalen Tolbert making seventh grade mistakes last yeah. year. Yeah. And, and we know that's not the type of football player that he was. So I think that speaks to how far he was set back and, and what kind of trouble that, that caused for him and, and how much he was in his head. He seems in a much better place this year. Brian Schottenheimer – Gave him a ton of praise and also praised Brandon Cooks as somebody who, hey, he he really helped us out here and and has done a lot to, uh, you know, bring Jalen Tolbert along. And Dak Prescott gave him some praise too. A little little tough love praise maybe. Uh, it wasn't just glowing like, man, he's night and day. But he said like, you know, yeah, he's he, he knows where he's supposed to be this year. He's on top of yeah. it. He knows what he had to work on and he's done it. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's a positive. You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 